Welcome back to the Talking Chop podcast brought to you by the folks at Chief of Staff KC. This week we're joined by president and co-founder of Jay Rieger and Co. and co-host of uh, the Let Me Be Brief podcast, Andy Rieger. Uh, welcome back to the Let It Fly studio, Andy. Appreciate you always making some time to hang out. Uh, you have any big holiday plans coming up? Big holiday plans. This year, the best thing about COVID is there are no holiday plans. So you sure. actually get to relax, chill, yeah. be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, the Chiefs won another close game against the Saints, 32-29 to on Sunday, moving to an 8-0 record on the road uh, and 13-1 on the year with the Steelers' loss last night as well. Um, all we need to do is win against the Falcons to lock up that number one seed and potentially yeah. rest our starters uh, for Week 17. But as we chop it up, we'll cover our opinions of the Saints game, uh, prep for the final weekend, uh, the week of fantasy, and then preview our Week 16 matchup against the Falcons at home this weekend. Uh, but first, we're bringing you our positions of the week, brought to you by Chief of Staff KC, your local trusted talent scouts. Uh, we're a recruiting firm based in Brookside, and we'll bring you the best accounting and finance, uh, HR, admin, marketing, sales, and operations cap talent Kansas City has to offer. Yep. Uh, so with that being said, Bryce, uh, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, so we just had an exciting one open up um, this week. It's I guess as far as title goes, it's pretty fluid. Um, could be anywhere between like a staff account to senior accountant, um, years of experience, anywhere between like two to they look as high as like 20, essentially. But um, as far as what you'd be doing on a day-to-day basis, I mean, it's pretty standard. Um, putting together the financial statements, doing the ARAP, um, account reconciliations, um, and a little bit of collections. But um, it's with an exciting, innovative uh, manufacturing company. Um, so they're doing a lot of cool things right now. But um, if that sounds like something you might be interested in, uh, definitely give me a shout. I also forgot to mention and introduce Bryce. Apologize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my bad. Uh, Lucas is actually out, um, again, socially distancing for the holidays coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe his girlfriend's sister has a little baby, so they want to be careful. But appreciate you making some yep, time to be yep. with yep. us, yeah, Bryce. To the big leagues. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so for the HR Ops and Sales Division, we have a senior recruiter position available at the moment. Um, it's out in Lenexa. You need two to three years of high-volume recruiting experience, uh, and it pays around like 75 to 85 k So pretty lucrative recruiting position, uh, if that sounds like you or if you know someone. Uh, reach out to us. Is this but, like an oxymoron, like a recruiter? Yeah. Recruiting. recruiting a recruiter. recruiter. Yeah. It's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those are your positions brought to you by Chief of Staff KC. Bryce, take us away, man. Yeah. So now it's time to talk some shop. Um, Andy, you're pretty familiar with the studio, uh, but what's it feel like to be on the other side of the table? It's bizarre. There's only one microphone on this side. So yeah. I would say overall, this is a uh, this is a whole new experience. I'm looking <laughs> at a different wall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, i got the production behind my back, yeah, so the microphone I'm, has a cord this time yeah, too. I'm not in control. <laughs> we got double the time too, so it's yeah. gonna feel like a long day. Well, we both know your story pretty well, um, and I know you've shared a million times. I think we both heard it when we went out to uh, Jay Rieger for a networking event. Um, so we won't jump too much into that. Um, but your podcast, let me be brief. Um, I guess talk to us about that. How did the idea come about um, and kind of give us the format of the show? Well, Kansas City has one of the most uh, interesting, I always call him the the best worst salesman you've ever met in your life. His name's Scott Havens. He uh, <laughs> uh, is a partner at an insurance brokerage here in town, uh, Hub International, and he is their top salesman who literally doesn't ever sell. Yeah. You, yeah. you ask him for insurance needs and he passes you off, but everybody calls him. So Scott really put this group together and said, I think we could do a podcast and throw Matt Basinger, who runs Swellspark, and yeah, myself yeah. as yeah. the hosts. And we all sort of just talked about ideas with the Let It Fly guys. 
And we came up with this structure of just super short podcasts that everybody can listen to when they are on there. That everyone can really listen to on their drive to work without having to look at it and then right. make that yeah. determination of, oh, another hour and a half podcast. Right. You know, I'm going to have to break this up in six days. So just doing that sort of format, making it short and just getting super interesting people that, you know, you bring them in and some of these people have never done podcasts yeah. before as C-levels of big companies here in Kansas City and others have done a lot. And the people that have done a lot of podcasts, you know, I'll never forget uh, one of our first guests was Peter Malouk of mm -hmm. Creative Planning. And we talked about a couple of podcasts he had done recently where they were literally like hour and a half, hour and 15 minute podcasts. Yeah. And ours was like 13 minutes. Yeah. And he said he just loved it because it was yeah. just something that was so fast and so quick and concise. And he had to like almost create an elevator pitch yeah. of a podcast sure. so that he could ensure he got in everything that he felt the listeners really yeah. needed to hear. Right. And it was just a really good way for people to not have to spend their entire day doing something that is not yeah. really their productive <laughs> side of life. Yeah. True. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and I'm sure when you're asking people of that level to, to make some time that, you know, they can spare 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that works out pretty well. Uh, but yeah, I, I highly recommend the show. I actually binge listen to it all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, just it's pretty easy to knock out a couple episodes here or there. But um, outside of that, uh, Andy, you know, one thing that I've always admired about you is your commitment to not only rebuilding and building up the East Bottoms where your distillery is located, but, um, you know, all, your overall commitment to the small business community in Kansas City. But recently I saw an, uh, saw an article where you took that uh, to the next level. Um, about lobbying Congress for, uh, you know, kind of tweaking the SBA lending program. So now that Congress actually just passed their new stimulus package, can you kind of tell us a little bit more about what you were pitching for and then how that all kind of shook out? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that I was really going for was ensuring that there's a bigger guarantee from the SBA on SBA format loans so that banks have more comfortability with small businesses being able to receive capital to prevent the case of the banks saying it's too risky, you know, wh right. what if you go, you go out? And so from that standpoint, uh, they were able to raise it to not the full way, hundred percent, but they raised it to 90%. Mm -hmm. And what that essentially does is that just guarantees that, you know, the bank still has to underwrite it. You still have to have assets. You still have to have personal guarantees. And so when you think about that, then the rest of the 90% can be covered by the SBA in the event of just a total catastrophe. Right. So are you really going to lose 10%? Probably not. And so when you think about it, there really shouldn't be an excuse from lending institutions to prevent small businesses from either being able to survive with capital that they have to pay back or even utilize it to be a contrarian and grow right now. And I would mm -hmm. say that's going to be the biggest thing is a lot of small businesses are going to want to grow right now. And they're the ones that are going to help pull us out of the, mm -hmm. you know, what's essentially going to be a recession coming out yeah. and really trying to move us forward and get us back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, do you have any advice for, you know, entrepreneurs or small business owners right now trying to navigate this whole, I guess, new SBA or PPPs that are coming out as well? Yeah, I mean, the, the PPP, the way that it was structured and written, essentially, it just, uh, the measuring stick for the second round is you have comparable quarters year over year, 2020 to 2019. And as long as one quarter is down 25% in revenue over 2019, then you have the ability to apply. Okay. Um, you know, if you're a restaurant industry, then you have a different multiplier that's a little bit higher than other industries. But it's still the same general calculations, but they did add additional features that can go towards the forgiveness. It sort of seems as if the 
they're not really trying to structure these as loans or trying to structure them as capital infusions mm -hmm. um, or grants more or less. But one of the biggest things from a tax standpoint is they actually eliminated the treasury's ruling um, or incorrect ruling yeah. of what wasn't intended. And so all of the loan forgiveness is not taxable, but all of the expenditures that you incur during that period are tax deductible. So it's a really good win for small businesses in yeah. general and being able to you know, get the most out of the worst situation and trying to survive. But you know, the, the PPP and this bill that was passed, it's not gonna help businesses survive long-term. Right. It's literally just to get them along to the next mm -hmm. day. Right. Yeah. So any business that's out there thinking that that's gonna help save them, you know, make sure that you're really evaluating it because if you don't think you're going to survive, it's probably not a good idea to start taking capital that yeah. in the event of default or bankruptcy or going out of business and you break some covenant in the uh, bill that was passed, then perhaps, yeah, you could be liable for it. Yeah. So wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I appreciate that explanation and anyone listening, definitely take yeah. that advice here moving forward. Um, but we connected back in April as I was doing my essentially speaking series, which again, I always appreciate you making some time. Uh, but um, it, we talked about your production shift uh, at Jay Rieger from uh, alcohol to hand sanitizer. Uh, and so now that we're at the end of 2020 and everything looks to be moving in the right direction, um, what's your focus for Jay Rieger moving forward? Are you guys, uh, have you shifted 100% back to alcohol? Will you continue to make the remedy? Like, you know, what are your goals here moving forward? Yeah, no, I mean, the, the hand sanitizer really was just a temporary thing mm -hmm. when the market needed it. So do we still have some available? Yeah, absolutely. But that's not our focus. That's not what we're trying to put our brand on going forward. Right. So we never actually stopped making whiskey. And that was sort of the, the misnomer that everyone just assumed that we completely shifted. Yeah, but yeah. the thing about whiskey is it takes years and years and years mm -hmm. to age. So if you stop producing it today, then six yeah. years from now, now you kick yourself <laughs> for saying, why did we stop making it? Yeah, now we right. don't have any. Right. So it's not an immediate return type situation like most inventory is with most companies. Mm. So being able to stick to that and then really trying to ensure that that program doesn't get hurt ever was mm. always the primary focus of what we do. But you know, as we've gone on in the pandemic and we've learned how to navigate welcoming people back into our facility and the biggest thing that we're not able to do that's normal right now is just general numbers, mm -hmm. but really it's for our distribution team. They're not able to travel, they're not doing account visits, they're not right. doing work with with distributors. And so you just sort of have this no man's land that everybody is in right now and just sure. really eager to get back to it. But what it's allowed us to do and what I hope most businesses have been allowed to do during this time is improve. Yeah. Right. And just focus on the things that you otherwise have always had on the checklist of things that you yeah, need to focus exactly. on, but you don't have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And so now that you actually have the time to do it. It's sort of forcing everybody to figure it out. And so whether it's our retail team figuring out what works, what doesn't, some new things that we'll be able to add in the future, improve on, grow so that when we get back to normal, we have even additional streams of revenue there that we didn't go. have mm -hmm. before. Our operations are improved even further and more, more efficient. Right. And on the distribution side, we are growing and are in good ways that essentially when you were weak in certain spots because mm -hmm. you didn't have time to correct them on the distribution front, that's all we've been focusing on is yeah, how do yeah. we fix that and how do we talk to distributors about how to fix these certain topics and areas and points of distribution. And it's just sort of ensuring that, like I said, you're, you're making the most out of the worst situation and grabbing the bull by the horns. Yeah. And a big part of that was, you know, we didn't we didn't really let our team go. Yeah. And so it's it, was, huge. it was a really good way to be able to have people refocus, redirect and get good at the stuff they're bad at. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you really stepped up, you know, in a time where not only your team needed you, but Kansas City needed you most. Um, so I really appreciate, you know, everything you did during that. And yeah. it's going to set you up for a lot of success here in 2020. Knock yeah. on wood. 
So um, every week, we always ask. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we always ask about a recent first down sack um, and hell Mary. I think Lucas threw in a curveball last week and said the sack can't be COVID related. Um, and I know you're smart. It can't guy, just be COVID so. in general. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I'll make you think critically here. Uh, but I guess kind of walk us through that. What does that look like from your end? Uh, which one first? First down. Uh, first the first down. down. Well, you know, I, I actually might say that both the first down and the um, the sack might be the same thing, Come. and they might actually both be this new bill. I mean, this bill has been mm-hmm. that was just passed last night in Congress. Mm-hmm. You know, this bill has been negotiated for six, nine months, yeah. something of that sort. And what we ended up with was just this trimmed down iteration of just this more or less kick the can down the road type right. bill mm-hmm. um, from the business community, at least. And it does a lot of great things for unemployment insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the business side, like I said, it's it's not going to help anyone really accelerate or grow or survive if they're already going to die. It's just more or less the it's just acting as a plug, which yeah. in nature, probably what it should be to some. But being able to really come out of this even stronger as a community would have been nice to be able to see and have businesses be able to utilize tools, loan yeah. instruments, whatever it might have been to be able to truly grow. So I would say that it's great that we got something passed because yeah. the biggest thing that was happening also that we were starting to see in small business were businesses weren't making any decisions mm-hmm. because they were just waiting for something yeah. to come out because right. the bill is laced with, and everyone knew they were going to be laced with all of these provisions that mm-hmm. it's, if you've done X in the last six months, then you can't do Y that's yeah. in right. this bill. Yeah. And so you could literally shoot yourself in the foot without even thinking that you're shooting yourself in the foot. Instead, you were trying to survive yeah. right. and make the right decisions and your tactics to survive ended up killing you. Yeah. So that was a good thing to come out just to have the have it definite. It's in place. We now know what to do and sure. what the rules are. Um, and then, you know, the sack, though, like I said, it's the same thing. It's the <laughs> it, it, it could have done more. It could yeah. have it could have been a little bit more robust and really pushed the, the growth to come out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we're going to just really figure this out to the point that everyone utilizes what's in it or not mm-hmm. to figure out their path. But. I think we'll, we're still going to see a lot of businesses struggle. Sure. And I think that's the sack element of it is sure. this isn't going to, to fix that. And we're going to lose a lot of restaurants and we're going to lose a lot of small businesses in general. And we're going to have a lot of friends that are out and down on their luck. And it's yeah. going to be up to all of us to really pick them up and yeah. bring us back to a good economy. Yeah, I know that we lost a, a restaurant near and dear to your heart uh, as well. So, you know, it always sucks to see some of the Kansas City's most historic and, and cool restaurants lose. But um, yeah. Uh, what about uh yeah hail yeah. mary we skipped that one patrick mahomes style <laughs> the, the the hail mary um oh man it's big big goal for even the next year so you know i mean we we overall you know this is not really uh i wouldn't call it a hail mary because actually my wife um and our entire management team they the one thing they hate about me is that i don't make rash decisions um <laughs> And I actually think things through mm-hmm. and like plan them out accordingly. Yeah. But sort of the growth plan that we have for 2021 stuff that overall isn't really public yet is so aggressive mm-hmm. and so contrarian in the way that we're really trying to do things that we're trying to use this opportunity to be the best we could possibly be. Yeah. Sure. And using COVID as a time, like I said at the beginning, to get everything right that's wrong, right. figure out what you're going to do when you come out on the other side, practice it now. So that when you truly come out, you've got all these different business lines and even adding additional yeah. business lines yeah. to it that you're improved on everything you had existing. You've added more and then you've even added other features as well. And so yeah. really growing the brand and taking the brand to the next level across multiple facets, multiple products, et cetera, is something that we're trying to really get good nice. at. 
And that's something that 2021 is going to be the kickoff year. And then hopefully 2022 is the year that we have everything figured out that we implemented yeah. in 2021. And from there, it's just growth, growth, growth. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm excited to see what comes yeah. out of that. That sounds really exciting. Uh, props to you guys. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate all the insight there, Andy. Um, you know, you're always uh, one of the go-to leaders here in town uh, for small appreciate businesses. That. So um, appreciate the insight. So uh, that does it for Talk and Shop. Let's yeah. uh, let's chop it up. Um, the Chiefs hung on to win a very close game on Sunday. It, it actually didn't really feel that close. It just turned out yeah. pretty close at the end. We had two separate 14-point leads. It's like leads. every game. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. It's, they're just playing with their food, as Isaac called it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Andy, we always give our guests the first take each week for each game. Uh, tribute to Andy Reid. So with that, time's yours. Oh, man. the From the Chiefs game this past week, I would ultimately say that the, the biggest thing that I've been talking about recently is just how much money we have in Frank Clark. Yeah. And yeah. it's just so disappointing. We just made the Pro Bowl. Of, yeah. yeah. I, I, I looked I, at I the list and I was like, what? I, yeah. I, I have no idea how. I mean, it's got to be a fan voting thing. And yeah. I didn't look yeah. up how they were voted, but yeah. when I saw that, it was just such a joke. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want Frank Clark to be the best. And one of the best things I heard over the last month was on sports radio driving to work one morning. And they said, look, at the end of the day, he's done with the regular season. Like, he's not going to be. He's a failure in the regular season. His whole entire year is purely going to be defined by the playoffs. Right. Mm -hmm. So for that guy, don't act like even if he plays well the last few weeks of the season that you're going to change your mind. Yeah. It's what is he going to do come playoff time? Sure. Yeah. And so, but just seeing how much money we pay the guy, yeah. And you think about what you could buy with that as yeah. the team and have <laughs> to surround people with, you know, offensive linemen or linebacker yeah. or I mean, I, I think the secondary is starting to come together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just we can't get any pressure on the quarterback, yeah. and it's just frustrating. You see it week in and week out, and that's just something that that overall for me is so bothersome. But the other thing is, and again, we just joked about it a second ago, is I don't know, I don't understand the kill instinct not being there. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? What happened to just taking a team and just beating them by 30 points and right. just doing it week in and week out? And this team has that ability. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, I hate the comment, play with your food, but yeah. it's so true. I mean, yeah. it just you, very rarely this season, other than really that Chargers game and that Raiders game, the Chargers game that the first, second week of the season, whatever it was, and the Raiders game, did you actually think that you had a chance to lose? Every other game, we've just felt like, yeah. God, why is it so close? We're just right. all yeah. over this team. And I just think that you know, everyone always says, oh, it's just you know, not showing them too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, BS. You yeah. got to get to a point where it's like, no, 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 no. That's yeah. not not showing them too much. Like yeah. you just put up twenty eight unanswered points. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. me you can't keep doing it, running <laughs> yeah. the exact same plays you already did. And the pessimist in me believes that you can't keep doing that week in and week out and, yeah. and come away with a victory. And so the fact that we've done it all regular season, it just it, it scares me for the playoffs yeah. to keep. It was the opposite in the playoffs last year. Yeah, exactly. It was like, don't show him anything in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tony Dungy, I, I was listening to him. He's like, I'm, I'm worried about the Chiefs. Uh, they, they just look bored out there, mm -hmm. and that's going to come back to Biden. But then I also listened to Patrick Mahomes uh, this morning, and he was saying, he's like, I think we're more battle-tested uh, by going through all of this. Yeah. We've won every different type of game there is to play in the NFL. And so going into the playoffs, we're even more confident than we were last year. So, you know, I mean, we can sit here and debate all we want, but at the end of the day, it only really matters what's going on in that locker room. And mm -hmm. I think the, the combination of winning the Super Bowl last year and winning all these tough games this year is going to really, you know, propel them into the playoffs. But um, well, Le'Veon Bell with his mind right could yeah. be a total game changer to this team too. You know, yeah. a little bit of... Uh, you know, everyone getting healthy at the right time, similar yeah. to like last playoff run. Yeah. And if you can get Le'Veon Bell really comfortable in the Chiefs uniform and yeah. bring in a really positive attitude and Edwards Alaire comes back after the first round bye and you're just 
you got two running backs that are very, very yeah. hot. Right. Yeah. I mean, you never want to see someone get hurt, yeah. but maybe it's a blessing in disguise where we can actually get him more reps mm-hmm. and get him more comfortable with yeah. the offense so that we can use him as that piece in the playoffs. Um, and again, everyone, I think, has been saying that, oh, you don't want to show too much of Le'Veon, but mm-hmm. I think that's BS to yeah. your point. So, yeah. uh, But uh, actually, I wanted to touch base on Kelsey's record pace. So he needs 59 yards to break the all-time receiving yard records for tight ends and then 19 receptions total to break the receptions mark. Uh, and now he's second behind DeAndre Hopkins after his monster, like 169 yard game. Uh, so it should be a tight race coming in with him, Stephon Diggs, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But uh, honestly, if we win against the Falcons, we're going to clinch. So mm-hmm. I don't, we, we might rest him uh, in week 17. So I don't know if he'll end up getting that record. But uh, last point is to your point about the defense shoring up. Uh, Legere Sneed, that dude looks like an absolute steal. Yeah. I know he went down with a collarbone injury. He had a sack interception and three pass breakups in that game uh, and then Bashad Reeland also had one of his highest rated games of his career uh, in that so like what do you what's your where's your confidence level with this defense uh, yeah. I know that the, the pass rush but yeah I mean I think it all it all rests on the pass rush and just being able to actually you know the, the, we know the secondary can play but the secondary can play for five six seconds yeah mm-hmm. like that's not a thing yeah you know, secondary <laughs> can dominate for the first three seconds and then you start to have those statistics go way down over time right. yeah but you know I did playing with ideas in my head i've always been thinking you have such a deep core interior defensive lineman group i mean you got five guys yeah that i mean they had to uh put kaylin saunders on the inactive list right. for the game mm-hmm. just because they didn't have a roster spot right. for him at the game so you think about that uh, it's not like he did anything wrong. It's just you got four guys ahead of him yeah. that are just Tershawn dominating. Yeah. come out of nowhere. That and, guy's and, and, killing it. But you got those guys like, why not try something with Chris Jones as a defensive end? Yeah. Right? Put him on the outside. I mean, he's fast. I mean, <laughs> put put Kalen Saunders as a defensive end and then have three guys you're rotating in the middle and every yeah. now and then throw Frank Clark and Passigno on there, you know, yeah. on guaranteed rushing plays. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if you could lock that up where those guys are always just collapsing the pocket pretty fast, yeah. mm-hmm. then you're guaranteeing you're going to be around that three-second mark for the quarterback. But they also block and stuff the run a lot right. better yeah. that way. True. It's been interesting. Like I, I don't, I can't tell you the last Chiefs season I remember where we haven't had a dominant pass rush. It's like we've had Tom Ali, Justin. We've been blessed, and Derek Thomas, and blessed with yeah. pass rushers in this franchise's history. And it's just weird to see us not get it to the quarterback. And like I don't know if that's – you know, them not feeding off the crowd uh, like Arrowhead and them getting pumped up and doing that as a defense or what it is. Yeah. But it's just kind of weird to see, honestly. Yeah. I, and I, honestly, even when we got Frank Clark, I think a lot of his sack, I was always hesitant about him because a lot of his sacks were effort plays and no one can question his effort. But a lot of them have been on like the quarterback rolling out of the pocket or something like that. So I don't know. Yeah, he falls on his face, gets yeah. up, and sacks yeah. the shots. I don't know if he's a, a solution long-term. I, I question. Yeah, I mean, at that price tag. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what his long-term opt-out is, though, Yeah, or what our long-term opt-out is, though. Yeah. yeah. He's it's ultimately a, that guy that it, does he get his pressures because Chris Jones has been doing so well, and then true. this year Chris Jones is getting double teamed, and mm-hmm. so he's just – one-on-one and your blitz packages aren't working right and yeah. I, I think they should play willie gay more yeah. dude i know I, I i honestly don't know how ben <laughs> neiman and nick kaiser are still employed by clark yeah. Hunt right now like ah man like every, ben neiman comes in on third down mm-hmm. and it seems like he's always giving that play up for that first down and you're like why is this dude mm-hmm. still out here willie gay in the short amount of snaps he's playing is like one of the best rookie linebackers in the league mm-hmm. And the fa- I don't know if we're saving him for the playoffs or what it is either, but I think I mean it's hard to get Spags defense as a rookie, but we got to give him uh, some more. I, see, I see a lot of Derek or uh, Derek Johnson in 
Willie Gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just see like Willie Gay being so. I mean, there was a punt play yesterday where, or mo- Sunday, today's Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, where, <laughs> you know, there's like punt coverage and there was someone on the Chiefs that ran, you know, right out of the middle to go uh, after the punt returner. And it was the first person there. The The corners weren't the first people there. Mm-hmm. And the guy was Willie Gay. Yeah. And it was this just like lightning bolt coming down. And I forget if he made the tackle, but I was just so <laughs> impressed at how fast yeah. this massive body was. Yeah. And Derek he Johnson ran. was that way in his youth. I mean, Derek right. Johnson was so fast. Yeah. And Derek Johnson had a signature move. I'll never forget where he would, he was so much faster than everybody. He would grab their jersey and he would come up and then come down on the ball a couple mm-hmm. times and come up a couple of times. And then if that failed, he would tackle. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, every now and then he would get a fumble because of it. Right. Yeah. But because he was that fast, he could really accelerate and do that. And so mm-hmm. I wonder if they might want to look at putting Willie Gay in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he ran like a, a linebacker or an, as a linebacker, ran a running back's 40. He was like one of the most athletic guys coming out and clocked his starting quarterback <laughs> so uh i'm lucky you felt a powerful us. punch yeah but uh so it, it, to transition into fantasy sounds like your team didn't do too well this year oh man I, I got i got the wonderful injury bug as i was saying before the show my team was always the team that was projected to just dominate every single week and then it would just be the ultimate failure i had uh, my second pick overall was julio jones and, overall dang. uh oh no, no oh your second round pick okay gotcha. my, my second pick yeah um, my first pick was uh, Devontae Adams, and so that there worked out great. But Julio Jones, just I mean, yeah. I, I don't even. Maybe he played a couple games this year. It feels like, <laughs> uh, and then the games that he was like slated to play, he would be a scratch at right. like the last minute. So of course you'd lose a roster spot. And right. you're just like awesome. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Ridley came out uh, and mm-hmm. had a hell of a year this year, yeah. uh, which we'll we'll get into here shortly. But yeah. uh, I know you don't play my teams. Yeah. I made the championship in one of my leagues, and then. The one I managed for a friend, I ended up in the championship as well. So, yeah, I guess. What's your cut? Uh, I don't get one. But uh, I don't know. I just enjoy fantasy, so it's uh, not a big deal. But uh, um, to go into week 16 preview, I'll tell you about it at the end. <laughs> but uh, week 16 preview against the Falcons coming to town. They just lost another hilarious game. Uh, mm-hmm. Gave up a huge lead to Tom Brady uh, just in a different uniform. It seems like it's like their eighth 20-point like blowout yeah. uh, loss this year. It's crazy. But uh, they can score points. Like Their offense is good. It's just their defense can't stop anyone. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts for this game coming up? I, uh, it, again, it's the – you saw Pittsburgh lose last night, and so you're pretty much set up to win. You know, I don't know if actually we can lose to Pittsburgh. I think the only team we can lose to – I could be wrong. I, th- I, I feel like the only team we can lose to is Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, if, yeah. if we lose everything we lose, and they yeah. win everything, then I think there's they like would win the tiebreaker. Yeah, and there's a couple days. other things because, that have to happen, too, because, because we have the head-to-head against They're undefeated against in their them, division, yeah. and we would have – well, if we lose all of our games, we'd have two losses. But regardless, uh, yeah, I, I just – I'm just afraid of, like, the trap a little bit. Mm. And, you know, I don't think – we talked earlier about the home field. You talked about the 8-0 record. You know, home and away doesn't really matter this season, I right. feel. Um, always nice to sleep in your own bed, but your one loss is at home, so yeah. yep. it's not like it truly does matter. I just, I, I just, I hate to say it. I think it's all going to come down to you. Just talked about their offense can score points. It's all going to come down to getting to the quarterback, mm-hmm. and are you able to get to the quarterback? And unfortunately, that's going to be the theme for the entire rest of the season throughout the playoffs. Is are you giving the quarterback four seconds on average to get rid of the ball, or are you giving him two seconds to get rid of the ball? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's going to come back and bite us when we play a, a Matt Ryan, but if we're going to play a Baker Mayfield, sure. or if we're going to play Lamar Jackson, like you're going to have to get to the quarterback. And like all these young guys that are coming up in the AFC, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one this uh, this playoff run. But um, yeah, so you want to read yeah. Lucas's yeah. Uh, keys of victory? So I think the most important one here we could lose the next two games as long as we stay healthy and Patrick Mahomes stays healthy. I think that's a victory in and of itself. Um, so one, I think stay and healthy and Le'Veon Bell. Yes, sure. just everyone as a whole stay healthy. Um, Tyreek, which did you see the? Everyone was yeah. saying the tequila shots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it was pickle juice, but um, but yeah. Um, so stay healthy, um, and I think part of that is to throw early and often. I think, which I was looking it up, but they have Atlanta has like the one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. I think, aside from maybe like Seattle, is the only other one worse than them. And that usually doesn't work out well for other teams. Yeah. yeah. So get up early, um, and then pull Mahomes at half. Um, get a comfortable lead, and just kind of ride that out. Um, I know a lot of people kind of debate whether or not to pull a quarterback. Um, what does that do to momentum, though? Because then you're talking about not having him play the last week of the season, then he has a bye. bye. And then so you're yeah, coming rest. Remember that happened on Lamar Jackson last year. He came out and played real cold uh, when he came back because he was rested for two straight Yeah, games. and I think maybe let him play games. like a half of, is it uh, Chargers? Chargers. Yeah. Like let him play another half there just so he's not completely cold. But I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to play all right. Um, and so that would be one. Um, and then the other is, I think Atlanta is like 27th um, in rushing offense. Um, and so I think that's one of our strengths is the rushing defense, or it has been late. Um, and so as long as we can control those aspects of the game, I think we'll have a pretty good shot of uh, coming out with the and victory. And to your point, I mean, that might be why our, our, our rush defense is struggling right now, or our pass rush defense is struggling, mm-hmm. because our rush defense is actually showing up pretty mm-hmm. well. Like, I know Kamara is going to make a couple of plays here or there, but I feel yeah. like we limited him. Well, I think well. we held him to under 100 yards. Yeah. It was like 60 or something, I think. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. that guy's a beast. But um, <laughs> yeah, going into score predictions last week, Isaac, I think Lucas was closest with 31 to 24. Or no, Isaac was with 35 to 31. Our guests are just kicking our tails this year, <laughs> and I'm so bad at guessing. I, I'm at 226, Lucas is 186, and then guests are 167. So. Andy, uh, you'll round people out here, uh, but what is your score prediction? Let's say they get back in the swing of things offensively. Let's go 38-17. 38-17. That was my prediction. Um, it's okay. It's yeah, good. You, yeah. Can, you can stick with it if you well, want. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with it. I think we're going to come out and win dominantly. Um, I don't think we're going to. I'll say it again, play with our food. Um, I think this will be a pretty decisive victory. So Yeah, I'm going to go 35-24. Um, again, I think they'll put up some points, um, but we'll we'll still cover. It's uh, the line's 10.5 right now on a Tuesday morning, and uh, over-under's 53.5, which I think could smack. Uh, but, uh, Andy, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? Uh, this is uh, obviously not taped and then released, you know, four weeks down the road like we do with our show sometimes. So... <laughs> Make sure we get it out, get it published, and go Chiefs. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for uh, week 16 of Talk and Shop. Whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple, make sure to follow us on for the remainder of the season uh, with some of Kansas City's top execs and personalities like Andy. Uh, Andy, again, thanks so much for making some time and being with us uh, here in the Let Fly studio. Uh, but we'll catch you all next week. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Make sure to drink Rieger booze during the holidays. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>